everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast. Sometimes, fall <laughs> yeah, to Game say. Dev Scrubs <laughs> into Game Devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor, and today we're joined by another special guest. I'm really excited to talk to Chris Kirk, a music composer and arranger who you guys have maybe heard the the music on Rock and Rolling Rocks. It was made by him. I'm super stoked to have him here. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Kristen Kirk. I go by Chris or Kirk, whichever one is uh, is easier for you all. Um, and I'm a music composer and arranger. So recently just got my master's in classical comp, um, but I do a lot of work with indie game devs, um, you know, such as these two fine gentlemen here. Um, yeah. As well as I think if you know, obviously a few other people. But uh, yeah, just happy to be here. Happy to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, it's really exciting to have somebody who has a lot of experience in music because we haven't had, other than Rhett, we haven't had anyone who's specifically like, that's their game dev thing. So Mm -hmm. excited to talk to you, excited to get your take on making music for games and just, you know, music in general. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I was super impressed uh, when I asked you to send me your SoundCloud. You have like so many tracks up there. <laughs> I I swear I listened for like an hour to two hours or something, That's and I was it was like I didn't finish, <laughs> I didn't finish it. Uh, so I was really impressed by all your music. You have like a wide variety of uh, types of music, and it was cool. Like especially like this morning, I listened to your game jam tracks, which were really fun. <sighs> Nice, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So my first question, I guess, is, like, how do you have so much content? Is that just, like, based off of being (laughs) in school and, like, you know, working on a bunch of games? Or, like, are you, you know, because, like, for programmers and stuff, you're always trying to just, like, consistently program. I imagine it's the same for music. Mm -hmm. I mean, damn, that's a really good question. (laughs) Um, For me, I guess it it mainly come from just, yeah, being in school and... um, uh, like like a lot of those game jam stuff, it you know it all just came out of me looking for indie game devs or really just anyone making games. You know, even if they call themselves a game dev or not, they are. Um, but you know, just like looking for those people and just trying to get experience working with other people in terms of like you know matching a a musical style to their needs and their wants versus you know what I want to do, which is like I'd say maybe a little more of my classical side is kind of like okay yeah I, this is you know a string quartet I want to write so let me go ahead and write this and then you know just so happens I had the privilege of you know getting an actual string quartet to play it and record it for me you know so that all that kind of stuff so I'd say like definitely being a part of school uh, is is what really helped me I guess get a larger profile um, <laughs> my one gripe <laughs> is I, I just wish some of those more you know obviously the the less live sounds you know just the shitty things i get off sibelius i just wish the sounds were better Um, (laughs) hopefully one day i'll have enough money to actually buy some nice vsti's and i could really you know get to the nitty-gritty of it yeah absolutely that was one thing that i thought was interesting was one of your tracks right at the top of your soundcloud profile you basically i mean it sounds really great i think it was uh uh oh yeah where to captain oh yeah Uh, (laughs) skiffback's theme (laughs) <laughs> uh, and you specify right in it that you don't have a DAW or anything like that, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, I mean, it still sounds great to me, you know, like you can, you can sort of tell that, you know, you're dealing with less than optimal tools, but it sounds really good. Oh, thank really you. Really well put together. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think I'm just lucky in that that's, those are the Sibelius sounds that I have. And for, for a lot of people you know, who use the same program, Sibelius, which is a, a notation software that a lot of composers use, or they'll use Finale. Dorico is a new thing coming out too. But I I guess my computer just, it has this, uh, the space for all those, like those really massive sound files to where I could just, you know, I get real-ish sounding instruments on there. So it's, it's a good privilege for me, but I've had time and time again, people will either private message me or even comment um, you know, not so nice things are like, wow, your sound is, you know, like your, your composition's good, but damn, man, your production sucks. And I'm like, I put uh-huh. that, I'm like, I put that right in the description. You don't have to point that out to me. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, yeah. that's, that's why I'm trying to practice more. And I'll be going to San Francisco here in the fall. 
um, for the technology and applied composition program to learn oh, a cool. lot more about production. Hopefully everything I, I'll ever need, but I know that's not going to happen. It's, it's going to be a lifelong learning process, but I look forward to it. So That's cool. Yeah. So, okay, real quick, noob question. And mm-hmm. I have been exposed to DAWs before, but can you explain in layman's terms for people who don't know, like what that's like? And if you don't have one, like what it's like to compose, like what sort of hardware and stuff like yeah. that you use? Um, <clears throat> so when I say I don't have a DAW, that, that's sort of kind of a lie because I do have DAWs. It's just that <laughs> I don't have one that, um, uh, how do I phrase? Oh, you know, maybe I should just correct that on all those tracks and say, Yes, I have a DAW, but I don't have any good <laughs> VSTIs. <laughs> you know, any good okay. virtual instruments that I can replace the Sibelius sounds with, and nice. you know, and that sort of stuff. So you know, I do have DAWs. Like I have Reaper, um, which I will buy. Reaper people who are listening, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I have that. I have Pro Tools first, which is you know the very shitty. You know, you can only have like sixteen tracks at a time. And I have Reactor 6. I don't know if that's a DAW exactly, but I, I have a bunch of things in my like DAW folder, many of which probably aren't actual DAWs. But I know those other two at least are Pro Tools first and uh, and Reaper. So I'm trying to learn those, and I'll have to learn Logic eventually, but I need a Mac for that. I'm a PC person. <laughs> okay, I was just yeah. going to ask you. Yeah. I actually didn't think Pro Tools was out for PC. So Yeah, it's Pro Tools uh. first. So there, it's Avid, the same company that does Sibelius, so... Okay. Um, so, or maybe it is up for PC. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you have like the full setup where you have like a MIDI keyboard and all that kind of stuff, or are no. you just doing the click, <laughs> click, or uh, what's it called, piano roll? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so for me, so since I use Sibelius, it is just like a lot of clicking, you know, with a mouse. Um, but it's just me inputting the notes on the actual staff, the grand staff, if it's a piano piece or you know, gotcha. um, treble, bass clef, alto clef, all, all the all the clefs. So it's just <laughs> me kind of going around with the mouse, clicking what to put in. And I've gotten really efficient at it. Uh, but I've had a few teachers tell me, they're like, you're still using a mouse? Like, you don't have a keyboard? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> nah, that's, yeah, ex- yeah. that's expensive, one. And, and, like, er, and two, it's like, I have to lug this around because... You know, I've, I've been doing a little of, um, a lot of moving lately with, you know, going from my undergrad you know, to moving back home and then going to grad school and now moving back home. And it's just I'm like, but now that I'm back officially on the West Coast, I am going to look into a MIDI keyboard and everything. So nice. this is, can, this is they when make it some pretty. <laughs> yeah, they make some pretty small models, you know, if you're worried about lugging it around or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to buy it, it's like I want to get the nice 88 key everything. Yeah. But I have seen real like, action on it. Exactly. Weighted keys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have, I have seen the ones too where it's, you know, it's just like two octaves and you just with the click of a button, you change the octave and I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get efficient at that as well. So I'm definitely shopping around for, for that kind of stuff. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, like your schooling and, and how that's sort of brought you to where you are like did, in undergrad did you do were you like a music major and you know all the way through pretty much yeah music major um and i work with a lot of students when it comes to you know like being able to determine what your major is if you're gonna you know stick with a major if you want to join or you know try and double major but for me i knew i was like i just want to stick with music um and i did and, and so far i have been you know all the way through so it's I'm kind of hard-headed, I think, in, in that respect. I'm like, you know what? I put a lot of time into this. I'm just going to stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you say you're a music major, is, like, is there a certain focus you take? Because like, at my school, I went to a pretty small school. We had a, a bunch of music majors, and it seemed like almost all of them were performance majors or you know mm. stuff like that. Yeah, so for me at UC Davis, we had three tracks we could go into. There was a performance track, the ethnomusicology slash, you know, history track, and then there's the composition track. Um, I think all of which you had to audition to get in. I, I, I'm not certain about ethnomusicology. I'm certain there was like a, a paper requirement or, you know, something to make sure you could write to their standard. Um, but I know for a fact that the composition track had an audition like you had to give a um a small like portfolio 
Um, so I got lucky in that I was accepted with the early portfolio stuff. So Nice. And then that was like your focus all the way through with your master's degree as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so the bachelor's was, I think it's just called the music. And then I always tell people with an emphasis in composition. And then my okay. master's is in classical composition. Gotcha. Yeah. And now you're going for more for like the technology side? Exactly, yeah. So now it, nice. it's uh, a professional studies diploma. Um so it's kind of like a post-grad thing at, at SF. I'll be considered a grad student. So that's, it's nice to know, you know, kind of where I stand in terms of the, uh, you know, student body hierarchy or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, am I a freshman all of a sudden again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. You have no rights. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at the bottom, man. yeah. Nice. Um, so what, like, what's your end goal with, you know, the whole you know, continuation of yeah. school and everything. Like, what do you want to do when you get out? Um, I ideally, and this is, you know, I'm certain we could all speak in ideals, but hope, ideally I'd get an internship. Again, I'll use the word ideally it'll be paid. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, once I'm out of the San Francisco technology and applied composition program, um, cause they have a, you know, they have some connections with a lot of the, industry companies and you know in terms of getting internships which are you know there aren't many of them so i'm hoping i'll, I'll be able to make leave some sort of mark there or, um learn as much as i can to where you know they're like oh yeah yeah sure yeah let's let's have them as an intern so I, i'd love to just try and do that once i'm done with all this schooling um, as well as just continuing my you know my classical composition stuff so trying to get commissions um i haven't been as active like in the discord as I was with GDQ when I first joined and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you know, like that's with okay. grad school. Yeah. With grad school, it's, it's, there's just a lot going on. Um, yeah. You're preaching to the choir right now. So <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. I know you guys just like, you just moved into a new house. You got a new job yeah. as a, uh, um, you're a park ranger, right? Right. I am. Oh, that's badass. Spooky too. Yeah. Right? It's, it's that's a lot of fun. Spooky. It's pretty rewarding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah. Those, so, those nighttime yeah. bathrooms are real spooky, <laughs> dude. I I got spooked last night because like some campers got like lost in, or, or hikers got lost in the canyon, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, and they oh, hadn't wow. come out yet. So I did like go into the woods with like my flashlight, and then my battery started dying on it, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this sucks." No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, okay, yeah. Preaching to the choir here, you know, life can just be busy. Um, yeah but you know so like you know i wrote uh i wrote an opera with a friend she did the libretto which is like the words for the opera and i did all the music and the text setting um so i'm hoping you know while i'm still very much invested in my classical stuff and the indie game stuff i'm hoping to have a nice balance between the two because I, I love them both definitely nice that's cool yeah it sounds like you you keep pretty busy and you're trying to be you know like a pretty well-rounded musician and everything yeah absolutely you know it's one thing to you know write music for indie games and stuff because games are so accessible to people but being able to like write an opera and then see it (laughs) performed or whatever like i don't even know how you would start to try to you know get that like come to fruition you know oh (laughs) It was it was a lot of work, definitely. Um, yeah, but it was no, yeah, like there was a whole uh, just. Well, first I had to write the damn thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, that in itself was a was a big struggle. Um, and then you know I had to find musicians who were willing to obviously help me with this. And and luckily I had two great fellow composers who are also incredible performers. Uh, my friend Laura Laura Jobian Acosta and my friend uh, Zach or Zachary James Ritter. Um, they're these big vocal people and so it was it was a great privilege to to work with them um and you know a bunch of other musicians my friend casey and you know and then the string quartet so like they they definitely helped me as much as i you know i tried to help them obviously with you know new rep for them to perform you know new performance opportunities um but i ended up having to do like a whole kickstarter to try and fund the operas you know so i could pay them fairly obviously um and i was so lucky that you know a lot of people were really interested in this and they're like you know what yeah let's support this 
So I was just, I was dude? blown I was blown away by the support. So it was it was incredible. That's Wait, awesome. So like it actually happened. Like it wasn't just like you wrote it. It was like you no, got yeah, people it was, and so they there was a uh, <laughs> there was a concert premiere, which is different than like a staged premiere. Um, uh-huh. But I had you know I had the string quartet on stage. I had my three singers on stage, and there was me in the middle conducting, uh, <laughs> just you know <laughs> trying to get through it. And that was <laughs> it was another Dude, it was another thing, man. Like I was hoist by my own petard right there because I wrote some complex like rhythms and stuff and i was like oh good now i get to conduct this with everyone <laughs> so it was it was a big challenge but you know what i would do it all again easily 100 percent. man that's so cool like when you first said that i was just thinking like you know you yeah, wrote like it you wrote it and like that's cool enough by itself but then to actually have it happen is like insane yeah <laughs> thank wow. you yeah and do you think a lot of that is um just because of like the connections you made at school or, um, you know, cause like for an everyday musician or whatever, like I'm sure that writing an opera and, and actually having it happen is nigh on impossible. I, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I'm just like, I'm constantly, I mean, even as you say, I'm like, holy shit, I can't, I can't <laughs> think of how many people have written, you know, an opera and they're like, well, there we go. I've written it. And, you know, it's like, yeah. well, I don't that's know who can try and help me perform this. And- <laughs> yeah, it's and that's the thing. It seems like it probably helps that you are in school and that you're surrounded by, you know, like minded people. So that you can be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this opera. You want to come do this thing with me? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it helps. It helps tremendously. People who are interested in just doing music, you know, it's. Yeah, it's such yeah. a massive change from undergrad to grad school. You know, undergrad, I'm surrounded by people who who love music as well, but in grad school, it's like, okay, these people, these are like truly dedicated people who are like, no, I'm here to hone my craft, get better as a musician, and to you know perform as much as I can because this is what we want to do professionally. This yeah. is our life right here. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a trip. That's awesome. And I'm wondering, uh, because I noticed like a lot of your uh, tracks on uh, SoundCloud have uh, got pretty extensive credits. Like one that I'm looking at that I really liked is right at the top, the ending suite, Last of Its Kind, oh, movements yeah. one through three. I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and like I said, it's got a pretty uh, extensive uh, credits list there. So like, how, how do you meet people like that? Like, did you, are the, did you work remotely with these people or did you gather them for a live performance to record? Um, yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. Um, so for that piece, as well as I think I have on my SoundCloud, um, who are we to know what children's dreams, uh, may be, or I'm sorry, might be. Um, there was a title change actually later on with that one. Um, but for a lot of those, it was part of the purchase new music class that I was a part of. So we're supposed to write, you know, a new piece, brand new piece. And then they provide with us, uh, to us, the musicians who are going to perform it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it was, it was all through the school, but I mean, I made a lot of good connections with these musicians and like right now I just got done writing a French horn solo for my friend Casey, who was Demeter in the Persephone opera. Um, and then uh, I'm writing a flute solo for my friend Emily. Um, she performed in the um, in the Endling Suite. She was on flute for that. I'm writing a vibraphone solo for my friend Jimmy Stagnitti, who is also in the in the Endling Suite. So it's it's a lot of you know you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and and not just for the sake of you know like uh, how do I, I I don't feel like we're using each other you know in a very <laughs> you know, kind of like aggressive manner, like, hey, I'll write you a piece, you perform it, you know, and that's, that's all our relationship is. Like, I, I like to think we're genuine friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. One of my questions I had for you, I think you answered, like, it sounds like school for musicians is like invaluable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I like, mean, <laughs> I would say yes and no, because like, it, I think it all depends what, what you make out of it, of it. Cause I'm certain there were musicians at SUNY purchase who I never, I never got the chance to meet, 
um, and who we never worked together. And maybe these musicians just went to the dorm and went to went to the conservatory to practice. And that was it, you know, like it's a lot of networking as well. And I would say that's probably what's invaluable. Okay. Like these in in person networking things online is also great but some people don't have like an online persona or you know an online uh footprint i guess would be the word yeah and that kind of segues right into one of my questions which is um and i (laughs) and i don't know you know how you i'll just pose the question Mm -hmm. so you know we're talking about um, Taylor's talking about education being everything, but I'm wondering as such an educated person as yourself, uh, having just wrapped up ma- a master's degree, um, you know, what, like, how does that make you feel when, um, you know, I was just listening to a podcast interview with Eric Barone, who did, uh, Stardew, Stardew. Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the big things about Stardew Valley, of course, is, you know, it's like one of the number one games ever. <laughs> And he made it all himself. And, of course, that's impressive when you consider, like, all the narrative he did himself, all of the art he did himself, the coding he did himself. But he also did all of the music. And the music has been, like, really, really highly regarded. Um, And in the interview, you know, he's flat out like, oh, yeah, like, no, I have, like, no, like, formal training or anything like that. I just, like, when I was working on the game and I got overwhelmed, I would just, like, go and do the music because it was, like, relaxing to just, like, Mm -hmm. try and create you know, good melodies that encapsulated different scenes and things like that. And, and he came out with something that like people really love. And so (laughs) I'm just curious, like somebody who has put a lot of time and effort into, you know, like learning the formal trade of composing music and all that. And you have like such an extensive portfolio. That's really impressive. Like, how does that make you feel that somebody like this just, you know, obviously he put the work in to learn something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, <laughs> that I mean, that's a really great question. And I feel like too many people are scared to ask that. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I commend you for asking it. And like, honestly, <laughs> I um, I don't really have that much of, a, of an opinion on those people who, who can do that aside from or, you know, not a negative opinion. I allowed their, I'm like, I allowed their efforts. I'm in awe of like, you're telling me he programmed this. They did the art. They did the story and they did the music and the music is good. (laughs) Like that's a genius right there easily. Um, You know, like for a while there, Toby Fox, he was like the one person who people would always mention to me. They're like, oh, like, did you hear about Undertale? I'm like, no, what is this game? They're like, all right. One word, one person, Toby Fox. I'm like, who is this person? And they're like, you have to look into it. So I did. And I'm like, I'm blown away by by what this person has done. And yeah, you know, the sounds uh, or rather the audio used, it's it's not like the audio that uh, I use. You know, I'm definitely more orchestral, you know, live instruments, but it works. And I think that's what's probably the most impressive is just like they've managed to make these 8-bit, 16-bit sounds work with a game that people love. I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> something to to aspire to, definitely. Yeah, it, it was kind of obvious, like, listening in the interview with him that, uh, you know, because I think um, as you sort of, like, immerse yourself in, like, the academic side of music that, like, you really sort of learn the vernacular and you you learn how like other musicians like describe certain things. And so you Mm -hmm. might get like one vocabulary with like one group that you play with or work with. And then you get like another vocabulary with another group. And uh, I noticed that Eric, like he didn't really have that. So he was like describing things in like really roundabout ways, you know, (laughs) Uh it was kind of interesting to see. That's like me talking about music. Like, yeah. Like I've written music before. Like I took a couple classes mm-hmm. uh, in college on digital music production, but it wasn't like you got any you, like you didn't learn about scales or anything like that. Like I was a drummer, so I didn't learn any of this note stuff. Like I just mm-hmm. learned rhythms. Yeah. And like I can still detect when something sounds good, but I have no idea why. And yeah. like I'll 
you know, like for the meditation episode that I just did, like I uh, used a, a song that I had written like five years ago. Oh, that and I was feel like yours. it sounded. Yeah, that was mine. I uh, love that. I was... Thank you. Uh, I was, Rhett got me onto Fruity Loops uh, back then. And that yeah. was like one of my tracks I used to learn that. But like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just like clicked around on the piano roll. And if notes seem like they meshed well, I just kind of stuck with it. So yeah. I think it's, <laughs> Dirty secret is we all do that, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing with FL Studio, though, Taylor, as well, is when you really start learning how to use it, you can um, basically get like a scale stamp and you can like stamp a scale like right onto the piano roll and you can take like any scale you want, uh, you know, like any variation on a scale you want and plug it right in and you can see which notes you would need. <laughs> oh, so like the piano roll kind of like limits to a certain scale so that you know which notes to pick? Not necessarily. It turns oh. like one click into a scale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh. So instead of like, ah, I'm going to press here on the C note and press yeah. one note down, mm-hmm. you can get a stamp and it'll be like, I'm going to press on the C note. And then all of a sudden you have like a diminished sixth chord or something, you know? Oh, okay. Huh. Well, I didn't know about that, but I made it work. <laughs> That's why I was saying it's yeah. like it's like a weird like it's like a weird thing because you you can just click around and it works, but then once you figure out how the program works, it like takes all the work out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess if you I wanted know. to like try, some, like if you wanted efficient. to try, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like you'd yeah. still uh, obviously like have to know what would work and what wouldn't. You couldn't just like start combining all these like ridiculous scale variations to like try and create something. Like you could, but it might not work. You'd have mm-hmm. to still try to find something. Yeah, I guess it it kind of probably depends on like your angle and what you're after. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of indie game developers like they didn't really take the traditional route. Like they didn't major in computer science or art or music or whatever. They just kind of hacked their way through it until it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, that's not to say that getting a degree in something isn't valuable. Cause obviously it, it especially is, especially like from Chris, your take, like you, I feel like you really just took advantage of all the opportunities you had, which is awesome. Cause now like, you wrote an opera and it was actually played, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, which like somebody like me, I would never even consider doing that. And I like, I, you know, I want to just like peck away at things in my dark upstairs room with my computer, you know, uh-huh. like, so I don't know. It's it all like it all kind of like comes out in a way to work out depending on how much work you put in and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's a, yeah, but you're right. It's a testament to kind of like perseverance and that sort of ideal. And like, I mean, you don't need a degree to be successful. And, and I think that's, that's something that's, um, not told to people enough, or at least, you know, for a while there, the, the mantra was go to college and you'll be fine. And right. now it's like, well, shit. <laughs> I went to college yeah. and I'm not fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was like, that's, that's, I guess that's just how it goes. Um, but kind of yeah. circling a little back to, to Rhett's question, um, I, I mean, I think anyone can write music. And, you know, Taylor, you know, you've written music and I really enjoyed it. And I was wondering during that whole meditation, um, you know, being the musician and composer, I am. I was like, I wonder what this is from. Like, is this free music that he found? I was like, did he ask <laughs> someone to write it? And I was like, did he write? I'm like, oh, he doesn't say he does music. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Now I've been waiting for an opportunity to use that for something. And like, I don't know. I I took Audacity and I just slowed it down like five times or something. And then I was like, oh, this really? works. This will be fine. Sometimes that's all I you need know. to do too. It's like you know, yeah. what? even in classical composition, it's like this isn't working and I don't know why. And you just slow it down and you're like, Oh my God, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Or you speed it up, you know? Um, But uh, again, that's sort of, again, circling back. uh, I think again, like I said, anyone could write music, but the thing is everybody knows what good music sounds like, you know? So like when you're writing music, you know, if it's truly, if it truly sounds good. And if you yourself as a composer, 
can't tell, I mean, then that just means you probably need a little more experience, but your audience is still going to listen to that and know like, hmm, this piece isn't, you know, it's like this piece isn't that good, unfortunately. And I've had those moments <laughs> where people tell me, they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, definitely not after the performance because that'd be a, a dick thing to do. But, you know, weeks later, they're like, hey, you know, what? I, I heard that piece and it just wasn't for me. Like, I don't I don't know what was going on there. I'm like, hey, you know what? That's fine. Thank you for telling me. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. good for me to know that, you know, I can't please everyone. And I think that's something right. we we all uh maybe learn a little too too late in life it's like well i tried (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but, yeah people know what good music sounds like and so with toby fox and i who's the individual who did the um uh who did the stuffers stardew uh, stardew yeah who's that eric barone eric barone okay yeah so and eric barone they know what good music is yeah, he yeah. also goes by his handle, Concerned Ape. Oh, yeah. duh. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm not concerned, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't um, read, uh, shoot, what is it? Blood, Sweat, Pic- and Pixels. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. He has a chapter in there that's, like, really inspiring. Oh, all right, well. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah, Although, it's, it's not so much inspiring as it is, like soul crushing as well like you realize like it almost didn't work out for him uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i still was like man this guy is amazing like yeah he became a millionaire like overnight <laughs> yeah oh my god i have always like wondered at the finances behind it too i'm like all right so you know hollow knight sold so many million copies I'm like, how much is Nintendo taking? How much are there? You know, I'm like, how much did they make in all this? And then, you know, of course, being the composer, I'm like, how much did the composer make? <laughs> right. I'm like, what is it? was it just per track or is there kind of like an antiquity clause with it? Um, which is all the stuff I'm trying to learn too. you know, you know, uh, with that game Alien Escape, working out yeah. you know, a payment schedule for that and everything. It was all new to me. And you know, I was very upfront with the developer. I was like, hey this is new for me, you know, I'm trying to be as professional as I can, you know, with the terminology, I'm like, in layman's terms, like, uh, you know, this is, this is what I'm expecting from this, and so, you know, we, we had a long conversation about it, which was just great, and very just enlightening to be able to speak with someone who is reasonable, and like, hey, you know what, this is my first game, too, so let's figure it out together. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Do um, you want to talk a little bit about the experience you had, like, making the music for that? Oh, Just yeah. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh. I freaking... Yeah. It was so much fun. I mean, I would say it was no different than working with any other um, indie game dev in terms of, you know, the overall scheme of things And when it comes to, all right, I'm a composer they're an indie game dev and they need music let me offer my services let me write some music and let's you know let's move on from there but all the stuff in between those two points was oh my it was such a blast like i i feel like i got to see um, i mean i had early access for one because i got to play the game on the on the computer um and you know get to really get a feel for the controls and you know how the levels were and all that sort of stuff um, and that really helped me kind of like, yeah, discover, I guess, what music this game was telling me it needed, you know, so I wasn't trying to impose my own style or anything or like, uh, you know, like not trying to do a track and just put it on there. I was like, I had to chisel away and, you know, progress through the game and learn and like, okay, what what soundtrack would work for this? As well as, of course, discussing with the the developer, um, No Fuel Games, and just speaking with him and like, okay, what kind of sound do you want? And um, he he's by no means like a professional musician, but like I said, people know what good music sounds like, and so he was able to tell me like, oh, he's like, I want this to sound a little more happy here. He's like, I want it a little more despair. There was a lot of like emotive words used, um, which I love. I love speaking in, in those terms too. So real quick, mm-hmm. that's an important thing I feel like I just learned from you. If, if you're a game developer, you know, working with a musician, like emphasizing the emotions is really helpful to the musician. Yeah, I mean, like... for at least for me, it helps. You know, if someone tells yeah. me, oh, I... And as more, uh, the more SAT you could get with the words, the better. Like, don't just say, make it sad. 
be like make it <laughs> melancholic, you know, make it longing. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I know exactly what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always, awesome. I always love, like I was talking about, like sorting out that, like the vocabulary that you use with certain people. I was working with a conductor one time mm-hmm. and um, I had the, literally this passage where all I did was like play eighth notes on the snare drum while, while the band did this little uh, this little thing. Uh-huh. And every time I played it, like I got a different note from the director. I got a different note from the director, like every time we'd play it. and he would like, look at me and he's conducting <laughs> and he's like bouncing up and down. And he's looking really intense. And like, he's like, demonic. I said, make it <laughs> demonic. I'm like, okay, I'll make the snare drum as demonic as I can. you know. <laughs> oh, and then the next time, the next time he's like, no, more bubbly, less demonic. It's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, but the demonic note always surprised me because he would always use like, it, it was just, he, that was the only time he ever used it was that one. Demonic, I said, <laughs> demonic. <laughs> it's like, there's only so much you can do with a snare drum, but damn it, I, I made it demonic. I better see Beelzebub coming out of that snare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I've got like a pentagram on the <laughs> snare drum, candles, uh, the whole works. I think I know what he wants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at Alien Escape, and I, like it looks familiar to me. I feel like, th- did this game come out of a game jam or something? I don't know. I, oh my god, I have no clue. And this this goes to show too how much we talked about like the actual inception for the game. But I don't know how uh no field games came up with this idea um i i've scrolled through like comments on his earlier gifs and stuff gifs for you sacrilegious people um but you know like i've i've scrolled through those and looked at the comments and people have commented things of like oh it looks like a little meat boy-esque and they're like oh yeah you know it reminds me of a cute game like this um but i'm not sure if it came out of a game jam at all unfortunately Yeah, no worries. It does have like the character has kind of a meat boy meat boy vibe. Yeah, um, it does. It's one of those like puzzle games where you have to like pick up a key to unlock a door, but it looks like you can like spin the level around or something. Yeah, it, it's all it's all to do with like how the little alien uh, Timmy can rotate or like affect gravity for himself. So you're always seeing okay. it from his perspective, but yeah. I believe that like the actual level itself, if you were to see it from like a third, well. Maybe from his perspective, everything, how do I phrase it? Like you'd see it and everything would be still and you would just see him like going all over the walls and stuff. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So how, like, how did you learn about this and how did you, you know, get connected with this developer? Like what was, were you on Reddit or something or? um... No, I was on, um, I was on Twitter actually. And I, I think someone I was following, I, I try and follow as many artists and, you know, game devs as I can mm-hmm. on Twitter and musicians to, you know, just see what everyone else is doing. Um, and I think a bunch of people had liked it. And so I clicked it and I saw it and I was like, this is a really cute, really good looking yeah. game. You know, it's like, pardon me. Um, <clears throat> I was like, huh. I wonder if they have music. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just straight up cold called them. Um, and I've seen a lot of threads on Twitter and um, where people bash other people for cold calling. And I'm like, damn, that's how I got two of my <laughs> <laughs> two of my things. I just straight up cold called them. But it wasn't it wasn't like a uh, um, like, hey, I'm a composer and I want to work for you and you don't have music. So you should hire me. Here's, you know, and here's my stuff. I, I w- it wasn't like a... Um, uh, yeah, like pitching to him or whatever. I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. I didn't really pitch it. I just... I could probably find the um, the old little transcript in, in Twitter. But I believe it was something along the lines of like... Well, first I just told him how great the game looked and how eager I was to, you know, no matter what happens, you know, or whatever relationship we form here... Like, I am eager to play this because it just looks cute. And I love puzzle games um, with, you know, unique mechanics. And I had no idea that there were going to be portals involved in this game either. And I'm like, what? This is sick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So I just told him that. And I I think at the end, I was like, oh, and, and, you know, and by the way, like, if you need music, 
I'm more than happy just to like to draft something up for you and we could see if maybe we'd like to work together you know so I just I try and leave it as much in the devs hands as possible in terms of like hey you know what I'm here offering you know a service that you may or may not need you know because I didn't hear music for this so yeah if you need it you know, I'm 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 here for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, so. people knock on cold calls, but it's just because they've never like been in business for themselves, you know. And the mm. way you're doing it, that's the way you're supposed to do it. That's like, you know, the appropriate way. You strike up like a relationship and then <laughs> right. you basically mm. say we can help each other. Exactly. Yeah, like I think Zivix uh, talked about this when he was reaching out to uh people for marketing and stuff it's like you don't just go straight into like i want to work for you pay me money (laughs) like yeah you know you say like i'm really impressed with your work you know i love this about this game maybe even like give them some tips or something and then just be like hey like you know no pressure but like if you need something let me know i'd be i'd be honored or whatever to work for you (laughs) yeah 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 exactly i mean and a lot of the time too I mean, you know, it's, uh, people can th- throw those words out just to flatter yeah. someone. But a lot of time I'm like, you know what? No, this is an important thing. Um, like when when you all interviewed Alana, you know, the, the voice actress, now game yeah. dev. And like I, I listened to that episode and her talking about Call Me Sarah. I was like, it, it got me emotionally. I was like, oh, my gosh, like this, this is an important game. And. You know, I'm just going to reach out to her and tell her how much I loved, you know, the talk that she had with you all. And, you know, just tell her, like, you know what, this this is important. And it's something we we as a society need to discuss more of, uh, you know, the topic of mm-hmm. mental health and to destigmatize it. And that's what she's focusing on with an indie game. Are yeah. you kidding me? That's yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like it's just I don't, I don't know. Um I, I don't think I'll ever want to work on something that I myself don't have a passion right. for, you know, because then it's just because then you really are just slapping notes down yeah. on the page. And, and what's the point of that? Yep. That's that's been you know, my career like... until recently. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just doing stuff to do it so you can make money and then you feel empty inside. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, see, sometimes, though, like when you do that, if you have a hobby or something right. going on outside of that you know where you you have a passion for it's like you know what i'm doing this to you know to sustain my true goal in life and you know and that's perfectly acceptable 100 percent. well hey gentlemen i gotta sneak out of here but i'm gonna i'm gonna i think taylor is more than capable of of uh wrapping this up i'm so sorry man i really wish that i had planned my time a little bit better but uh, i've really enjoyed talking with you yeah, you too. Thanks, yeah. Thanks so and much. Um, I'm just gonna say it because this is my shtick. But uh, but if you ever want to come back on the show, uh, you, you anytime. If you have like any work that you want to promote or you just want to talk more music, whatever, just let us know. We're always uh, welcome to have you back on. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. All right, you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. No, it's not All too right, easy. Yeah, testament to how busy we are i guess <laughs> i know seriously uh, no one thing so like when when you and i were just talking yesterday like i don't know how we would do this necessarily technically but i thought it would be really cool to have you know because we're a podcast we're audio based and you are mm-hmm. too uh <laughs> you know yeah. you know those like news i'm a walking podcast. right <laughs> <laughs> um but like you know those those news segments where they have like they cut to real time audio and stuff like that. I don't know exactly how we would do that, <laughs> yeah. but I think it would be really cool to have you on and like listen to some of your music and have you kind of like dissect why you did the things you did. Like oh my gosh, instrument choices and stuff like that. Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that in the classes that I I was taking when people you know we'd listen to people's work that they did and. You have mm-hmm. all these people listening and certain people would pick out like, oh, wow, I really liked like the way that you panned these instruments, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. to the left. Why did you choose to do that or whatever? And then you kind of get like the philosophy behind how somebody makes music. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. So I just that would be something, something I'd be interested in trying out sometime if you're ever interested. 
but oh 100 percent. i mean we would do that a lot um at suny purchase it was our uh oh what would we call it composition not forum oh my gosh oh comp seminar composition seminar uh-huh. um where we would do exactly we would present a piece you know oh look how proud i am of this or it's like hey you know what guys I am not proud of this piece, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know it, everything and anything with that. Um, and people would ask the most intellectual questions that no one was ever prepared for. Yeah. Um, or sometimes it was just a question that gave you pause, and you're like, you know what? I don't have an answer for that. And it <laughs> it told you more about yourself as a composer, as a musician, and as a listener too. Oh yeah. So it was. It was so, so great. And like it helped me just evolve as a composer, as a person, as a member of society. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anytime you want to do that, too, I'm, I'm so down. Sweet. We'll figure out the tech, the tech stuff. Yeah. I'm sure it's well, you'll, just a click of a button, right? You'll have a, a <laughs> whole like course on, on this kind of thing when you go to your tech oh school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, yeah. Like, so I think if you've listened to the show, like I've talked about being a film studies major and that was something that I just, I got a a much bigger appreciation for film, but also for music Mm -hmm. when you sit down and analyze what you're seeing and what you're hearing. And it it starts to kind of like get very deep and philosophical, um, like analyzing each choice that somebody made you know like Mm -hmm. for instance i find like your instrument choices that you did for my little caveman game really interesting like (laughs) and i'd be curious to you know understand like the thought process as to why you picked like claves or whatever you know Uh Uh, stuff like that Um, it's just fun yeah yeah well i mean i could i could tell you now so for that as soon as I heard it was a caveman puzzle game, when I when I hear those, when I hear puzzle game, my mind immediately, and maybe this is not so good, but my mind immediately goes to, okay, what's something that can loop, that isn't so involved, but has enough interest? You know, for me, I'm always like, I try and toss in things that might be interesting for so, more than the casual listener. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's always people who just throw on the music and, its background Um, right but for me i try and like you know like um for any musicians out there composers or you know game audio you know aficionados or people who just you know are in it for the music um you know for those dozens of people (laughs) (laughs) um i try and throw in little interesting things too um but for for your game i was like okay this is caveman i want to go um you know kind of uh like primal on this i want to go percussion heavy rhythm heavy you know because like that's you know as far as we know that's those are like the first things when it came to music that we did as as a species is like make a rhythm or make a beat i'm sure right um so i'm like okay this is where we're going with this i'm like rhythm cool stuff intermingling um and then with the instrument choice i think I think on Sibelius, it's called like a pan flute or pan pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose that one specifically for the sound because it's very airy. Mm-hmm. Um, it has kind of like a small overblow effect. Uh, and it sounds like a hollow. Well, because it is a hollow too. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it really gets that across. And I'm like, you know what? These, this were so, uh, these were some of the first like woodwind type things. Um, so I tried to go, you know, kind of like historical of course it's not going to be historically accurate because i you know i didn't study that sort of stuff um but you know like to the best of my knowledge i was like okay these are the instruments i'm going to go with and then how i chose the rhythms again dirty secret is just you know we know what sounds good i didn't get all master's degree bachelor's degree (laughs) on it i just i just became a musician in that moment and i was like you know what this rhythm is going to sound really cool with this rhythm and then sometimes you just throw something out and you're like, oh, damn, that works. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, why is that working? And how can I replicate that without just copying and pasting? Right. Um, and how can I vary that and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, 
it was it was a fun game to to work on and to play. I really liked it. Thanks. I feel like it was one of the best games I've made. Which, and it was <laughs> it was also just a lot of fun uh, working mm-hmm. together with you, especially. Yeah. Like it's one thing to work with Rhett because like we can talk to each other and we've been friends for forever. So it's like I can tell uh-huh. him like, dude, that's not gonna work, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's different when it like I hadn't met you really up until that point. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how we got connected. Maybe on Twitter or something. Um, it was either Twitter or maybe the the GDQ Discord, Discord. maybe. Yeah, but uh, it was just like, you know, it's different, different experience. You reach out to somebody oh. you don't know, and you <laughs> yeah. know, but it, it was just like, yeah, I <laughs> felt really collaborative and fun. So yeah, it was so cool. I just remember too. I remember it was through the game jam, obviously, how we got a little more connected. And I remember you reached out to me and you're like, hey, you know, I know you're a musician. If you could do this. And I said, of course, I'm going to say yes, because it's a game jam. (laughs) Um, But I remember working on the music and I had some friends in the room and suddenly I was like, holy shit, guys. And they're like, what? I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, don't panic. Nobody panic. But the person whose game I'm working on. I was like, is one of the co-creators of Game Devs Quest. <laughs> I'm like, this is a big deal for me. I'm like, I have to do this right. <laughs> what? No, dude. Uh, that's funny. We're so. Yeah, oh man, you hit. You still have star power. So I don't know about that. That's funny. I'm just some dude. Oh, like man, I remember that. Yeah. Well, it's been weird. Like the last couple of weeks, not not having an episode out. Like mm-hmm. I felt this like weird looming pressure. Like. Oh, I'm disappointing people or something, you no, know. No, are you uh, kidding me? So, like, I don't know. It's just been sort of an integral part of my life lately, which, uh, which has been a lot of fun, and it's opened up yeah. a lot of cool opportunities. Um, meeting really cool people and like really skilled people, and um, the opportunity for me to like sort of be a mentor to people who are just brand new to something, and um, mm-hmm. like in terms of skill level on things like i feel like compared to a lot of the people that are in the game dev scene i'm still like novice level but it's just been i don't know it's been really valuable and exciting and um i don't know i don't know why i'm talking about this but like <laughs> uh if people just want to do something <laughs> like just start i don't know uh-huh no yeah of course so anyways thanks for saying that though that that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 no worries. Hey, it's honest too. <laughs> uh, you might hear some dishes being done in the background right now. <laughs> oh, you're good. I think my my yeah. wife's doing laundry, so probably hear that too. There we go. <laughs> um, let's see. So we're getting pretty close to an hour, uh, but I wanted to ask you a couple couple things, or if you mm-hmm. had anything you wanted to talk about beforehand, uh, feel free. Um, but I was going to ask you, you know, obviously you have a pretty extensive background in music. Um, a lot of people listening, I would imagine, like, music to them is somewhat secondary. Um, uh-huh. You know, because if you're getting into game dev, you're going to probably start with, like, programming and art uh, before music. Yeah. So do you have any, like, base level tips for, like, someone who hasn't done music before, but they might want to make their own music? Like, you know what makes a good a good little track or melody or you know anything yeah. like that um yeah absolutely i would say for for anyone like trying to get into um like the music scene for for themselves if it's just for personal use or you know uh expand it to who knows maybe even a career or something um it kind of like how how you all preach when it comes to like game jams and stuff it's like don't start massive don't start big don't start writing you know your first 50 piece orchestra piece don't don't start with your opera you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. um i mean say i say just like start small like find maybe find a melody that you yourself really enjoy and you know maybe figure out you know what the notes are maybe getting down on a piano or you know if you play an instrument whatever that instrument is hi Layla, my little dog's here (laughs) Um, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. So kind of like figure out a melody or, or maybe it's not even melody. Maybe it's just a rhythm. Yeah. It's just really badass and really cool. Um, <clears throat> and I would say just like start there, like start at the basics of music, rhythm and, and melody. Um, and then 
you know, obviously listen to as much music as you can that is either a similar style to what you're trying to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, a lot of the time, like I'll always go back to the old N64 tracks, you know, by Koji Kondo, because to me, he is just like, he's up there when it comes to just incredible composers for, for video games mm-hmm. or just screw video games, just like just composers in general. Yeah. Um, which is like, I think that's another stigma we got to get rid of. Like, oh, video game composers aren't real composers. Like, well, hang on now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Koji Kondo, you know, yeah. you know, I'll toss the name out there. Like, I could sing you any of his melodies and you'll know them. You'll know them all the way through. It's like for a Beethoven symphony, you might drop out maybe in the first few notes. Yeah. Um, but those are also really long, long symphonies right. too. Uh, but either way. So I say, yeah, start there with like just the building blocks of music, just note and rhythm um, and just figure out like what it is you like. Maybe it's humming to yourself. And yeah, if, if you have to reach out to someone who um, who's more familiar with music, I mean, go for it. Like, hey, I have this melody goes like, you know, and it repeats like that. And it's like, OK, yeah, you know, maybe you got to. Uh, workshop it with someone to figure it out but i guarantee you like if it's something you've come up with that you enjoy i mean it's it's going to work for you because you'll find ways maybe good or bad to to make it work definitely don't try and shoehorn anything but you know if if it feels natural it's probably the right route to go nice i like it Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, and maybe you got to slow it down or speed it up, and it'll fit perfectly. Right. <laughs> uh, do you? Uh, so, like, obviously, um, you're focused a lot on like classical stuff, but do you have mm-hmm. like favorite artists or bands, symphonies that you'd recommend anyone listen to? Oh yeah. Um, well, right now, so there's this. I don't. I, I always hesitate to call anything indie, uh, especially when it comes to music. But I'm pretty sure this would fit. But there's like an indie band, uh, two of them. One is called Through Juniper Veil, who I really, really love. There's kind of like an antique sound to it, like to her voice, and like I don't know how she does it. I'll I'll learn hopefully eventually. But um, I really love the the quality of her music. Nice. Um, and Vian Isaac, it's like V-I-A-N space I-Z-A-K. Um, I listened to, to their album, Northern Anthems, and it's just, it can be heartbreaking and it can just be so emotional as well as like uplifting. Um, so I really, I really like those, those two specifically. So I would recommend anyone to check them out. Nice. Um, and you know, there's all the, of course, like the epic trailer music type stuff, <laughs> like, you know, Two Steps from Hell. Um, I think it's like the, oh, shoot, what's the other one? Um, oh, well, I'll remember eventually. But, you know, yeah, Two yeah. Steps from Hell, that kind of stuff. Um, and then just for like, I don't know, the more classical stuff, I'm definitely getting into more contemporary music since that's kind of what I'm writing a lot of. Um you know, be it, you call it new music, um, that kind of has, that carries some weight with it in terms of expectation of what you're going to hear, like a lot of breathing from the, you know, musicians and slapping instruments and maybe doing like some cool other extended techniques. And, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it can sound like anybody else. I'm sorry to say, but you know, (laughs) That's what I mean. We're just trying to find our voice with a lot of this, so yeah. it's all a process. Um, but yeah, so I'd recommend you know you you can't really go wrong with a good Beethoven symphony, a Chopin you know piano prelude or stuff like that. Um, but I really do like um, Felix Mendelssohn's. I believe it's Violin Concerto. I forget what number it is, but it's in E minor. Um, and like the first notes, I believe of the fourth movement, we're getting real specific here. <laughs> um, but they are, they will melt your heart if you have them uh. guaranteed. <laughs> like, Oh, I, I could send it in the discord yeah. too and be like, Hey guys, check this out. You should. But I, I absolutely adore that piece. It's so gorgeous. That's awesome. Um, Shostakovich, he has like a jazz suite number two. That one's really cool. 
if if anyone has any questions or like, hey, what should I listen to? I I'll always have something to to toss out there. Yeah, it sounds like I've never. I mean, I've heard of Beethoven, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, of uh, but... Beethoven beats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, just for my personal curiosity, do you listen mm-hmm. to any metal? Uh, I don't know. Um... <laughs> it's cool if you don't. Here's the thing. No, no. It's I don't know if I do or if I don't. Like, I think it's it's progressive metal or something uh-huh. i know i have a master's in music don't hate me guys no, but, um, metal subgenre like, needs its own degree to understand so yeah. you're good but like i really love like dream theater oh hell yeah um yeah yeah i don't know much i'm pretty sure like progressive metal yeah i don't know someone someone will correct me <laughs> and i look no, forward no. to it <laughs> yeah go ahead and at me <laughs> dream theater is um, fantastic so oh my god i love their album images and words yeah it's so fucking good yeah <laughs> um so yeah, i listen to dream theater and you know bands similar to them yeah one band you might like is called between the buried and me they're kind of like dream theater oh. but like a little heavier uh-huh. than them um, i'll check it out yeah. between the buried and me they're pretty sweet they have kind of like those similar like super long songs that are sort of symphonic and a lot of like mm-hmm instrumental breaks that go on for like 12 minutes you know yeah which i really enjoy <laughs> and uh, and it's all like storytelling through the music you know oh my god so, i love that yeah. all right i'm gonna love this band yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god if music is telling a story i'm i'm there right along with <laughs> yeah man well that's Seriously. what it's all about with the game dev music so yes yeah. oh my god i love i love doing that sort of stuff my ideal like I don't know, opportunity or whatever is like to work on a game that is, I mean, I don't give me, I love alien escape and I love, you know, working on, you know, on these like indie game jams and stuff. But if there's a game out there with like a really just an in-depth story, that's very story driven and has like emotional moments as well as funny moments and yeah. all that. Um, yeah. Like final fantasy, of course. Yeah. Like I would love to work on something like that. Cause you, you've, you flex different muscles as a musician, as a as a writer, as as I'm certain as a um, as a game dev. Like you're gonna do things differently with those games, right. and like I would love just to get to just to work on something like that. Yeah, man. Who knows? One day. Well, one of these days, I really because when I the first game I ever made was a point and click adventure game for uh, mm-hmm. it was like a college grant that I got. Um, nice. and, hey congrats thanks yeah that was a long time ago now but uh, <laughs> um, but it was uh, I worked with a team there was a musician there was an artist and then I was the programmer and uh, I I loved those like point and click adventure games that were really like abstract and artsy um, uh-huh. like I love uh, Amanita Studios I think it's Amanita or Amanata Studios um, who made like Machinarium and Samorost um, and so I'm gonna have to check this out. They're really fantastic games that are just like uh-huh. cute. The artwork is so good. Like the mechanics are real basic, but they always have like pretty intense puzzles in them that are challenging and um I don't know. But they always like are telling this story and like the worlds that they look at are so interesting. Like they have this one mm-hmm. game called Botanicula, which is like it takes place on a tree. The whole world is this one tree and you play all these little like animal characters and you're trying to like restore this tree. Um, (laughs) So I'd love to make something in that vein and I could see like music being a really integral part. Um, So if you're ever bored and you want something to play that I feel like has some pretty uh, interesting, maybe not music uh, necessarily, but just like soundscapes (laughs) Uh and everything that they're building. Like they tell a lot of the story through the music. Um, That's good. So yeah, you should check those out. But oh yeah, hundred percent. Anyways, yeah, I like a good point and click is is always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know they're so they're so simple you can relax most mm-hmm. of the time, and uh, I don't know they're just good times. They're kind yeah. of they're kind of old should, school um, at this point, but yeah, as you said, you should check out. There's this uh, developer called Rusty Lake. I don't know if you've heard of them. Rusty Lake. Like a, Rusty Lake. Yeah. I feel like I have. They do like a. Uh, like a room escape type thing but it's like all connected through this uh this interlocking story that it's uh it's inspired by twin peaks um, okay 
and you know very surreal type stuff are they mobile games um, yeah, and, yeah, okay. yeah they're mobile i think i've seen yeah, those so you might yeah you might like those yeah very cool yeah anyway sorry you were saying oh no <laughs> uh we're we're at about an hour 10 so we probably could uh wrap this thing up but oh, okay yeah. yeah uh so real quick before we head out um do you have any like links or anything uh you'd like people to check out your twitter your soundcloud that sort of thing uh yeah i'd say uh both of those okay um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i'm on yeah so i'm on soundcloud you could just look up composer kirk's you know composer kirk my last name k-i-r-k um all one word as well as on um in, uh, not Instagram. Well, I am also on Instagram, but I, I hardly use it. Uh, <laughs> as well as on Twitter, just at Composer Kirk. That, I'm trying to make that my nice. professional handle. You know, my my whole thing there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So just yeah. Th- those two would be good. I'm trying to get a website up and going here soon. Nice. Uh, gonna look at you know Squarespace. Not a sponsor or uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know one of the one of those uh, you know easy website build the thing. Yeah. Um, especially since I, the Alien Escape is coming out here in a week or a week and a half now. Yeah. Um, the release date was pushed back. Uh, oh well, it happens. Um, but yeah, so since that's about to come out, I'm like, okay, I guess I really should get a professional website up and going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I have a game coming out, you know, the rather I'm on a game that's coming out. Um, but no, yeah. So Twitter and uh, what was the other one that we had? Mentioned? SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud. Yeah. 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 yeah um but yeah so i'd say just check those out if you like something drop a like leave a comment you know all the all that good stuff totally and uh you're in our discord so people could bug you there too <laughs> yeah 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 just just ping me just yeah. kind of like at me and I'll, I'll get the notification for sure i'm trying to fix it on my phone to where you know i'm i'm certain you can relate i'm on so many discord oh channels God. i just had to mute the thing so yeah I muted everything like except I, GDQ. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'll only see it if I'm if I'm pinged or if it's uh, like a DM or something. Totally. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for being on. Um, yeah, we'll definitely absolutely. put Thank all those uh, links in the show notes. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Sorry about missing a couple weeks. We'll be uh, hopefully back to a semi-normal schedule. We've we've talked a little bit about potentially not doing every week at this point just because it's been so hard so we'll let you know on that uh, but expect another episode from Rhett and I uh, in the next week or so uh, otherwise uh, you could go to gamedevsquest.com uh, find all of our normal links there make sure to join our discord join the conversation all that good stuff otherwise yeah thanks a lot Chris appreciate it yeah, no worries. All right, take it easy, everyone. Sorry for any ambient door slamming and stuff. <laughs> Slam you know all the doors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Have a all good right. week. All right, you too. Take it easy. Yep. Bye. Bye.